Welcome to the podcast podcast. Welcome. I'm Don. He's Don. That's Scott. I'm Scott. All right. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. All right. On the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Please so, don't. <laughs> I should still have the music fade out there. <laughs> and then they would have been like, what is going on with this? Boy, that was the shortest episode ever. Mm-hmm. And one of their best. <laughs> it's a but, weird day. All right. Actually, I know that we have like an email and stuff. We we emailed that one guy that one time. Yeah. Along, you know, after like months of him emailing, did he ever email back? No. No. Okay. <laughs> We've had no emails since. All right. <laughs> a washed email inbox never gets emails, apparently. So I guess we 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 make people mad when they we don't email right away. I guess. Okay. We're sorry. Man. Sorry, dude. If you actually really do still listen, guy who I forgot your name off the top of my head, guy. I don't know. We'll call him. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but if you want to email us, we'll try and check it more often. It's bakesh at outlook.com. It's B-A-Q-A-S-H at outlook.com. And you can find us on Facebook at. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What is that again? You you know what? Are we, are we fading in and out? <laughs> just, search, just search B-A-Q-A-S-H, Bakesh, on Facebook. We're probably one of the few. <laughs> I'll look it up. I was going to say, now I'm curious. I mean, are we really one of the few? Uh, Oh, you want me to do it that way? No, I don't know. I don't know. I I wonder what result it'll show me because I like, I'm signed in. Oh, because you are signed in. So it won't give you the, your own, own, um. There is a, what? Hmm? Is there another one? What is the what? Come on. You you can't leave Yeah, there's another one, but it's, it's, this Are they a podcast? No. Okay. What are they? It is the leading wholesaler of women's ethnic wear. Oh, okay. We're not that. So we're yeah. not the leading thing of women's wholesale. What was that again? Women's ethnic wear. Okay. We are no, not No, we them. are the top one that comes up, though. Okay. Was, which, it could be because I'm signed in, though. Because <sighs> it's like, we have 17... No, no, we, sorry. We have 20 likes. Ooh. They have 1.4 thousand. Oh, wow. So apparently... Yeah. The women's wholesale ethnic wear is much more popular than we are. Oh, yeah, but I should see what our URL is. Okay, we're Bakesh Pod. Facebook.com slash Bakesh Pod. Okay. All right. So Again, you can, yeah. Not the women's ethnic wholesale people. Right. Okay. If you don't see like the background with a picture of like a church steeple, you're probably in the wrong spot. Okay. That's Which fair. it would be cool if we had an icon that wasn't this generic headphone thing. Yeah, I told Sarah about that. And actually, she she reminded me. She's like, I really have to get you a better icon. I was like, I, I agree. His name. <laughs> and, and we had like, we've had some weird spikes lately. Oh, really? Of, um, I don't know if they're new or not, but just like weird subscriber spikes where on random Ooh. days, suddenly we'll get like 20. So it's either Russian bots. Okay. Or... Uh- you know, if it, I mean, yeah. I guess if it makes us look cool, um, <laughs> it gets those maybe right. we'll be okay. I don't know. I wonder how we show up in iTunes. I don't know. And I don't even, I, I don't think um, I've ever looked, I don't think I've looked at iTunes in years. Well, they're kind of the lead out. Let me see what they. So as long as iTunes says we're cool, then we're cool. Well, I'm kind of wondering who they lump us with. So like, if you like Bakesh, <laughs> iTunes could not be open while it is being updated. Oh. Did I tell you to update iTunes? Apparently it doesn't care. All right, let me look at my phone then really okay. quick. Okay. iTunes cannot be. Uh, <laughs> iTunes is dead. Um, bot cash on our phone. So is there like a, others like this? Mm. So that so we could oh. basically be put like with a, a cool rock band or. 
I, I bet we're rapper or I bet we're stuck with like Joel Osteen. Oh no, that would make you cry, wouldn't it? Yes, because he he's one of your heroes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? On, I'm looking. Five point two million. This one it says we're Christianity. Oh, it doesn't do advertisements on this one. Hey, come on, people. Who, who rate our podcast on iTunes. Oh, okay. Find us on it. Rate us. So we're not rated at all. No, because if we don't have enough people, like you have to get like a few ratings before they give you stars. And okay. apparently I'm the only one who's rated us. And I gave us an honest five-star review. Well, I need to go ahead and give us another honest so, five-star review. Yes. Now I have to remember my uh, iTunes login. I was wonder, I wonder who man, I gotta find out who we're listed next to. Yeah, go on to iTunes and give us an honest five star review. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. We so need that. Wait, five star is the best, right? Yes. Okay, just checking. No, I'm not so sure. What? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um so pardon me this week. Uh sinuses have been draining every way imaginable. Okay. I was fine. Went out to San Diego for work where you think like, oh, it's like the Hawaii of the mainland. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Well, apparently I'm allergic to it. How can you be allergic to San Diego? <laughs> so I feel like I'm always like clearing my throat, and it's warm. They have beaches. They have. I wasn't on the beach. Ocean. Though. I was at a harbor. They have harbors. Yeah. And boats. Yeah, I, How I can was you be by the to boats. I was actually um, the hotel was looking down over the Dole, like bananas, like mm-hmm. their shipping yard. Oh, okay. So I was like, that that right there is the freshest fruit you can buy. Did you <laughs> did you get some pictures? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I would totally take pictures of a whole big boat of bananas. Well, I mean, it looks like a big tanker with like dough on the side. Okay, that does take half the fun out of it. Uh, yeah. Because in my mind, hold on. In my mind, there's a big boat full of bananas coming <laughs> onto shore. I mean, that's probably what they were, but it was. And oh, now, in my mind, it's even getting even funnier because now there's a bunch of monkeys on top uh, of the big tanker, or on top of the big boat that has bananas in it. And why there's that's an, the dull boat. <laughs> okay, not quite as much fun as I thought it was going to be. No, but all those little shipping containers have dull written on them. Okay, so and there's bananas inside of it. I'm. Don't they make other fruit too? Yeah. Well, they don't make the fruit they grow. Oh, that's well, true. I'm, we were uh, speculating with somebody that I work with that it might be. Um, my brain hurts now. Come on, brain. Let's do this. Let's work together. Other dull products? Oh, um, they could be because a lot of bananas come from like Central and South America, mm-hmm. the, or we think. Um, that could be like the main port for the U.S. Oh. For, it really could be for bananas. So. Wow. Okay. That'd be pretty cool. Okay. But. We'll never know. No, we'll never Unless know. Unless we research it on the great Google, but... Google isn't always right. You know. Yeah. But they know more than I do. You can't even find us. Oh, wait, that's iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> so but iTunes hey, isn't that great. Yeah, but we're seven minutes into this bad boy, and we haven't really talked about what's going on. No, okay, so... Yeah, be um, <clears throat> we are in Deuteronomy 12. <coughs> um, we will... Our goal is Deuteronomy 12, uh, 1 through 9-ish. So I... I uh, I'm pushing the brake here. Scott thinks we can hit the gas all the way through, but... Yeah, I was sitting there going, he's like... So I was like, what are you standing up to? He's like, I think I'm standing up through eight or nine. I'm like, uh, what? Well, I was... Just eight or nine? I had a very... So we had, like, like a sick kid for a while and stuff. It's just been very hard to, like, study. read is fine. So what study you're telling is me is you have not been studying the Bible. 
No, actually, we need an accountability here. Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> I've been reading through James because I'm preaching at my church. I'm part of James, so that has kind of been my right. Sorry, Scott. I have another. <laughs> really, another commitment. And really, on top of that, it's in the New Testament. <laughs> What is going wrong with <laughs> this world? What is this world coming to? So I've kind of veered off there, and then I'm also reading a little book on the Christian life. I've actually got it here in my pocket by John Calvin. It really is that little so, book. So when you say it's a little book, it's it's little. Okay, so, wow, that is little, yeah. However, it's part of a book club. That he, if you go to reddit.com slash r slash reformed book club, you will find the discussion on this that I'm reading for that, and, and which by the time this podcast comes out, we will be done with this book. And people, he really did pull the book out of. I, I have yeah, no clue. It really what he is just, a little book on the Christian life. I have no clue what he just said within that that past minute. I was very <laughs> still shocked that he pulled this book out of his pocket. Um, thank you, thank you. So I've, been, <laughs> I've actually, I've unfortunately um, tried to prioritize things in different ways, and um, <clears throat> it's been easier to read than to study lately. And I'm sorry. Ah, <sighs> I'm hurt. I'm hurt. But if they're hurt. They're, Send an email. Let them know you're hurt. <laughs> and you can send that email. To <laughs> I don't to remember. Podcast what at Outlook.com. Just go uh, to the earlier minutes. All right. So since I am <coughs> only studied through nine. Because he's got books in his pocket. But I've, I've read through the end. If we need to go that far, you can lead us through the end. And he has books in his pocket. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll aim for, towards leading towards nine because um, I'm not cool enough to, to teach it on my own. Um, I can I can discuss stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the weight of like Grisanti or Wright behind me, so it would it would it could actually be interesting. But let's try through nine. And okay, we'll see let's how go through nine. We're All ten right. minutes in now, so right. we might as well. So we're, we're we're good. Yeah. See, we wasted the extra minutes we would have spent towards the end of the. Chapter. Wait, I thought we always have banter, don't we? Isn't that like five or six minutes is where we typically cap it? Oh, okay. So we'll definitely make your wife, excuse me, your wife happy this week then. Yes. Okay. I'm not telling her when this one comes out. Okay. I'm she, surprised. It's banter. She she loves our banter. Does she even listen to it? You know, let's just, let's just read. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I can't answer my that question feelings. either. <laughs> 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 All right. So Deuteronomy 12, um, 1 through 9-ish. These are the statutes and the rules that you shall be careful to do in the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall surely destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. You shall tear down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and burn their ashram with fire. You shall chop down the carved images of their gods and destroy their name out of the, that place. <clears throat> you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. But you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation make his habitation there. There you shall go, and there you shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes, and the contribution that you present, your vow offerings, your free will offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and of your flock. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice you and your households and all that you undertake in which the Lord your God blessed you. You shall not do according to all that we are doing here today, everyone doing whatever is right in his own eyes. For you have not yet, for you have not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance that the Lord your God is giving you. Thank you for reading. You're welcome. That's great. No big words that I slaughtered this week. Nope, just the little ones. Okay, good deal. That's fair. <laughs> 
right. So what, what do you what do you got, Mister? I read James the New Testament. You know, the is it Luther or Calvin, the guy in my pocket that said that James was like the rubbish gospel, and he did. I think it was Luther. I shouldn't be included in the canon. I'm just <laughs> concerned that you have some man in your pocket. So. Um, it's like a mafioso guy. He's in the back <laughs> pocket, you know. Hey, with these allergies, it's easier to talk like a mobster. All right. Um, sorry, I know the production quality of this episode has just gone through the <laughs> Yes, it has very badly. Um, there's there's a lot going around in this one. Um, a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes wordplay that I was getting. So once again, uh, it was more on that, like, and that not as pastoral but academic, but I think it leads it lends itself very well. This is one of the few sections where I found uh, it very useful to have a commentary like the one I have that mm-hmm. does kind of lead more in that vein. Um, there's there's a lot of in, in the entire section, and we can kind of start to go maybe at a closer viewpoint in a second, where. Man has chosen to follow their false gods and to worship them in these particular places. Um, And the true God is saying, you aren't the ones who get to choose where and how you worship me. Like, I choose where and how you worship me. Mm -hmm. So this section is kind of going through that and uh, like kind of like a new regime is being installed. Mm -hmm. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. And I find it. Oh, go on. Oh, what else were you thinking? No, no, Sorry. go on. Go, go nuts. Um, so yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think they're they're well, we've kind of ended a section um, in Deuteronomy, um, which, which kind of an introduction. And now I think, from my understanding, um, as we enter twelve, we're actually going back to to some of the um, what what some of the kind of re-going back to, to some of the things that, that were talked about um, um, in Leviticus and, and some of those laws. Isn't it kind of like a reintroduction of, of the laws that were discussed earlier in their history? Um, Pulling out eyelashes, all that kind of oh, stuff. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm a mess over here, man. Everything's itchy and <laughs> d- disgusting. I look over, I was like, what? what? Um, so I think uh, Christopher Wright says, the book presents itself as the preaching of existing law in the context of a renewal of the covenant. Um, the overall intention is to induce loyalty to existing covenant law, not to initiate fresh legislation. Um, so chapter 12 through 26 um, is kind of the central section of the book. Um, it's characterized by the preaching of specific laws um, and sometimes given that title, the, the Deuteronom, Deuteronom, Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic Code, Deuteronomic. That's a good word. I can't, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sounds cool. Do we'll we'll dub in the right one. All right. <laughs> put, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Um, or we probably won't, right? Finally, a big word. Okay. No, we won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yep. No, I think I thought I was uh, kind of interesting. Some of that, like I said, there's that behind-the-scenes wordplay. Is like, uh, it really starts kind of around verses 5 through 7, so kind of a big chunk of that. Um, destroy the places. Uh, the man chosen places, worship only the God-chosen places, wipe out the names the man has named his idols, and worship the God that causes uh, his name to dwell in the in the land. Um, it seems that God's, I'm reading this almost right off my notes, God is more concerned with Israel worshiping where he tells them to, as opposed to 
the location or number of places man chooses to worship the false gods. And just kind of twisting in today's context, like I've I've been a part of groups that have gone kind of both ways. Um, either our building is so shabby and it's, you know, basically falling apart, but we're the church, so we're the best Christians because we have the shabbiest building. Mm-hmm. All the way to the other end where it's like, well, how dare you worship in a building that wasn't a proper church building, that didn't have the proper markings or wasn't built as such. Um, or, I, you know, I've known people that think it's the coolest thing because, oh, yeah, one time this was a crack house and now it's a church and we've reclaimed it. It's almost like they worship <clears throat> the building or they worship the place or they worship the idea of how awesome they are as opposed to worshiping God in the way that he wants to be worshiped. And they're making their building a central uh, focus of their worship. And it's, it's a danger where we get back into that, like Canaanite Christianity. Is mm-hmm. that sunshine shining through the window mm-hmm. getting in the face? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, but I can lean over right, like yeah. this. All right, weird, huh? It used to be dark down here. I know. Yeah. Um, welcome, welcome to, to spring. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to 35-degree spring. Right. <laughs> anyway, um... And we, I've seen the same thing kind of happen with, uh, like, he talks about the instruments of worship. But now, to be clear, we're talking about, like, ashram poles and things like that, mm-hmm. which were, you know, or divination objects. Um, things that were really meant for pagan worship or maybe part of, like, some rituals, uh, whether incantations or maybe even, like, you know, disgusting, whether from sacrifice to, like, sexual rituals and stuff like that. So there's a lot of instruments but we kind of once again we see that fall into uh modern christianity where we have certain oops uh instruments or things that have come in um i'll pick on our catholic friends here praying a rosary Mm -hmm. um that's basically an idea that is not scriptural in any way shape or form uh that's out there and being used um but so we've got our objects have fallen to the realm of Christianity that people worship as well. And sometimes it's, uh, well, think about uh, churches that are places, people that would get upset at churches that we've attended because there's no actual cross. Mm. It's like, well, is the, is having a cross significant to your worship or are you worshiping that object that's on the wall Mm -hmm. shaped in a cross? Mm -hmm. Um, Or you, you know, on the other hand, it's like, well, how can you worship at that church? They don't even have a projector um, or a screen on the wall or, you know, or how can you worship at that church? They don't have hymnals in the backs of the pews. And it becomes a very object focused worship. And it seems like once again, God is pointing to now, once again, we get this nice clear line in here where, where they're worshiping pagan gods. But like we have taken that and we've kind of said, well, we're going to make our own lines here. Mm-hmm. that are non-scriptural and this would take us out of like what you would call the like regulative principle of worship um if you're regulative you say if it is in the bible we can do it it's permissible um if it's not in the bible then it is not permissible um so we take ourselves out of that regulative uh principle of worship here and we say you know we're going to do what we want and we're going to worship what we want how we want when we want and it becomes kind of a big deal and we're Throwing, throwing ourselves on the edge of that Canaanite mm-hmm. worship that we see here. Well, and, and spoiler alert, I, I won't get too far into it, but later on in Deuteronomy, around the Deuteronomy 12, 29 area, um, 
I mean, they even say, you know, when you take over this land, don't inquire or ask of these other gods about these other gods so that you don't get into their practices. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, in this part, he's basically telling them, you shall surely destroy all of these places, um, fully get rid of them altogether. Um, like he's not really giving them any option of keeping any piece uh, of these different ritual practices. Um, and he actually paints a picture that is quite different than what they've already had. So, I mean, they've been able to to worship with these um, uh, these these different sexual um, type um, representations with, with Baal and um, the the phallic symbolism and um, the Asherah poles and and all of this type of stuff. And and that's been very much a part of their. And they can worship anywhere and and all these different places and. And God kind of comes in and says, well, you're going to destroy all of that. Mm. Um, but not only destroy all of that, you're not going to worship at those places. But but in fact, um, he says, what, in, in, in 12.5, what does he say? He says, um, <clears throat> but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. There you shall go. Um, so it's, asked, it's saying that, that you're going to seek the place that the Lord God will choose. So he's choosing that place, um, and he's going to put his name there for his dwelling. So um, he's saying you're not going to worship the same way. You're not going to worship wherever you want. You're going to worship at the place that I choose and the place where my presence is going to dwell. And so it's very counter what, what these Canaanite people have been worshiping for so long. Um, so he's drastically changing um, their thought process when it comes to worship. I mean, he's, from my understanding, he's basically saying that I can't be in the same place that other gods are. Yeah. Um, it, well, and that's a. So what, I guess, like, what we're seeing here overall is that it is very important to God how we are worshiping him mm -hmm. and that we're doing it based on his terms. Yep. And so mode of worship is very important is what you're doing. So to violate that or to seek outside of that is putting yourself at odds. So even though you might be thinking you're doing, you know, I'm trying to think of something that's like, uh, like a good example nowadays where we could see some inadvertent pagan worship, but I can't like within the, within the, constitutes of the church you know like mm -hmm. within like what we see it and well i i think though um if you get down to um verse eight and this kind of addresses maybe where you're going it says you shall not do according to all that we are doing here today everyone doing whatever it right or whatever is right in his own eyes I actually think though many times within Christianity, and I'm not even going to say necessarily um, specific churches or anything like that, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. But what I do hear though with Christians at times is, well, I don't necessarily like this, but I do like this, or I, I can't really believe in a God that that would do this, so I'm going to believe this. But that yeah, and that's like a direct attack on the character of God. It's not right. I mean, that's not even just like weirdness and worship. Mm -hmm. Like that's like even scarier, I guess. <laughs> well, but I, but I think in our culture, what what is it? It's it's you do you. Oh yeah. Type yeah. type mentality. Yeah, you and, do you, girl. Yeah, and Good I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like that's what this is. And and really in all reality, I see that that same idea, that same cultural idea that that 
okay, fine. If, if you're not a Christian or not a believer, if this is what you're going to think, I, I kind of expect that. Yeah. But, but when you bring those, the, that type of thinking into the church, um, I, I think that's a different story. And the unfortunate part is I actually see that thing slipping into to the church, um, slipping into, into Christianity or, or Christians saying, well, here's how I here's how I feel I want to worship or here's what we do. And I know that they do that, but I don't like that. So I'm mm-hmm. going to do it this way. And, and the unfortunate part is I think that's that's partially the same idea is God wants them to destroy all those past religions that are there because he can't coexist with, with something that is 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 so horrible and so bad. Um, and, and again, um, I mean, if we go to 31, it talks about <laughs> how um, uh, you're not supposed to worship that way for every ab- abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done. And I think in our culture, we see a lot of things that are very against the way that God calls us to worship. And we invite that into our Christianity. We invite that into our faith um, because, well, that's what we've done or that's what our culture does. And and I think in, in this very first part of Deuteronomy 12, we're seeing a picture of God saying, but you're not supposed to look like everyone else. In fact, yeah. I don't want you to look like everyone else. Um, uh, yeah. So I, don't, so I don't even know if we need specifics. We can l- just look and say, well, it happens. that we, we got these things seeping in which makes sense as to why God would just want them to destroy all those things altogether. Yeah, I, I guess I was trying to, just for the listener who's like, well, it's my church partaking in some kind of oddity or some kind of, like, uh, you know, <sighs> how many toes am I going to step on here? I was going to say, once I heard that sigh, I was like, oh, let's see where we're going. <clears throat> I don't see dramas and sketches <laughs> listed in anywhere in scripture. <laughs> this is the saddest thing I can think of. Um, so I often question that as part of a church service because I land probably more regulative than possibly. <laughs> okay, so repeat that again. I'm, <laughs> let me make sure I'm following. Ah! This is where we find out how many people we have that are RPWers. <laughs> so regulative principle means if I don't find it in Scripture, then it is not permissible to do specifically discussing what happens in a church. Okay. So things we see in Scripture, singing, mm-hmm. uh, preaching, mm-hmm. praying, mm-hmm. Um, actually sharing in communion. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Fasting. Fasting. Well, I'm talking about like order of worship. Oh, like God, order okay. Of worship. Um, but they were just listing things. I was like, ooh, ooh. But yeah, I mean, if you're living your life according to regulative, then fasting would definitely be part of your disciplines because you do see it in Scripture, and Jesus that tells us when you fast, and um, he actually tells us when he leaves. Like, like we don't. We, the disciples were not fasting while he was there, but they. It's insinuated heavily that they'll fast when he leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, he fasted. We want to be like him, so on and so forth. But anyway, um, so that's like what you look at when you look at regulative principle. Okay. So anything like outside of what you see in scripture is not does not have a place in the order of, of service. And even if you, uh, so I know that like my cessationist buddies out there um, <laughs> won't like this one, but like there's even an order to how tongues, prophecy, 
in the miraculous are ordered in a, a church <clears throat> service, and you see that in First Corinthians. You see them uh, displayed very well as to how it's supposed to happen. So if someone has a tongue or a prophecy, how the church service should operate around that. So anything outside of that would be against the regulative principle. And the fear is that God set the regulative order in Scripture, and we're supposed to follow it. Mm -hmm. So to do something outside of that is to say we're doing something outside of what God has commanded us to do in worship. Mm -hmm. So it, there's a, a high probability that it is offensive to God that we are falling outside of His order. Mm -hmm. Now, there is something called the normative <clears throat> principle, which is kind of, I want to say the other end, but it's like regulative, but it's a bit different. It's basically saying... If it's not forbidden in Scripture, then it's okay to do. Mm. So what I'm saying here with dramas and skits um, is not necessarily forbidden in Scripture, but as somebody who leans regulative, I would say I'd be wary of it. So maybe that's not the best example. So what about puppets? <laughs> Straight from the pits of hell, like demonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Um, A handbell choir? Well, that's and that's the thing though is what happens if, if you have some kind of children's ministry. While there's no children's ministry or even like children's Sunday school or children's church, really listed in Scripture, there's no division of the ages. Um, kids partook in the worship service just like adults did. So, a hardline regulative would say to have a children's ministry or to have a Sunday school would be against Scripture. Mm. Um, all that to say, my church has a children's <laughs> ministry. <laughs> Um, and I actually lead uh, the junior high part of that, so I'm straight up annihilating. Now, in our children's ministry, we have regulative orders, so we still have song. However, the little kids have a craft. There is no craft or coloring sheets that are listed in Scripture for kids to do. So we're, you know, we're potential violators. So anybody who's listening who's a strict... RPW or just like lost all respect. Okay. I mean, I'm so ashamed. No craft. You know. No coloring page. Really? No coloring page. It's not in the page? scripture, man. Where do you see? Do you see in the verse of Crayola, chapter four? The <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, that to say, despite the fact that I lean RPW, regulative mm -hmm. principle of worship, um, I there are some normative things that go on in the church that I go to and that I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. um, however, I think that it's very important that we seek to know God, mm. seek to understand God so that we can worship him the way that he wants us to worship him. Um, I kind of go, I always use this, this example, and I think I've used this in past podcasts, but there's the episode of The Simpsons where Homer the Simpson wants something. I can't remember what it is. But he's praying to God, and he's like, and if this be your will, show me no sign. And then he's like, and I brought you this offering of donuts, and if you want me to eat them on your behalf, show me no sign. And he eats all the donuts, you know, kind of thing. Like, he makes it, it's kind of like his way of, like, putting words into God's mouth or to, like, worship God in the way that he sees fit. And we laugh at it. Because there's some, you know, we know people like that, or we've mm -hmm. done stuff like that, or maybe in our, our Christian infancy, we've done that kind of stuff. But in reality, I think we see that a lot of times in the church. We, we see people say, you know what, I'm going to make up a God. I'm going to make up the offering that he wants. I'm going to make up the sacrifice that he wants from me, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go that route. And 
Oh gosh, here goes the rest of the listeners. Uh oh. You guys are all be like, man, Don, he is like a fundamentalist, boring. Anyway. So I'll jump in. I don't know if I'm a, I'm an RPG or not. Um, <laughs> a rocket propel grenade or oh, a role playing ro- game. Because <laughs> um, um, this is all new to me, so I'm sitting here listening, going, "Okay, uh, okay." Um, man, do people debate this stuff? Huh? Don't you get on the internet? That's where they get mad at each other. No, <laughs> no, I just blow them up in an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Sorry, <laughs> I can't go back and listen because we're still recording it. Uh huh. Worshiping God the way he wants to be worshipped. Sorry. Um, oh, oh, I was going to talk about, I was going to make more people mad. Oh, yes. <laughs> <sighs> fasting in the Bible is talking about abstaining from food. As a matter of fact, the root of fasting has to do with, like, not having food. So giving up your cell phone or Facebook for Lent is not <laughs> RPW. <laughs> and I think that you may need to say, hey, I need to stop this distraction. I need to give up my social media for a period of time or maybe indefinitely, and that's a good thing. However, to say you're fasting it is not correct. <laughs> fasting has to do with food. If you are fasting as the Bible commands you to fast, the only thing you can fast from is food. You can't fast from social media. You can't fast from, I don't know, what are weird things that people bring up that they fast from? Um, camels, chocolate, dating, uh, dating, um, camels. I don't know. I just thought it'd be uh, okay. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, cell phones, music. Yeah. Um, yo, you're you may be living in solitude for a while. You might be giving something up, but fasting indicates oh, fasting. Food. TV. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna do Netflix for the whole of Lent because I got Hulu. <laughs> 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 like, sorry. Now Lent is that RPW? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if, since I'm an RPG, do I have to give up my RPG for Lent? Or wait, I'm not allowed I, to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, okay, so we've got all this stuff that you're, we're, we're sitting here, I'm sitting, Scott's sitting here, <laughs> looking, Scott's looking at me, um, thinking this is the most boring friend I have. <laughs> but if you read further in these verses, you find out that, like, despite the fact that God is like, Worship me the way I want to be worshipped. It does not necessarily indicate boring. It does not necessarily indicate like mundane, monotone God here. Because if you look at it, what do you got? Uh, I think you're going to get what I'm going to get. Does that have to do with rejoicing? It has to do with rejoicing. Because that's the other R word that is in here that is not regulative. And I would like to say that I think it's a command, isn't it? Doesn't he specifically say like, hold on, let's see. It says, oh, I even have it like circled Are you start in with green. six or what? Oh, okay, go on. If you um, got a circle, Ben, bring it on. Do you want me to start, go six or? Uh, start with, wherever you're circling. I circled. was going to go seven. Do what you got, man. So seven, I just says, and there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your households, and all that you undertake in which the Lord your God has blessed you. So what? he didn't say boring. He said rejoice, eat, So what? rejoice in your eating. Yeah, it, what he's talking about there, God, Moses, is they're supposed to bring their offering, and whatever doesn't get consumed by the flame is what they're allowed to eat. So when they bring a bowl, not like a little tiny bowl, I'm talking about like B-U-L-L, the big giant cow thing. What's up? Need more cowbell? Need more cowbell. Okay. <laughs> when, they're bringing the, when they bring the bowl in, not everything is consumed by the flame, and they're allowed to feast off of that. And 
like rejoice and enjoy their food and it's it's a great thing so the excuse me i think i'm gonna burp the god of the bible is like have a party but go on what you got so so later on in 12 we're gonna get more into um We'll get more into some of the sacrifices and offerings and that sort of thing. But but from my understanding, there's, okay, so they have a peace offering. Um, and the peace or fellowship offering actually, um, so where did I pull this from? I think I pulled this from Weserby. Um, so the peace offering or fellowship offering um, that's spoken of in Leviticus 3, um, but, but I think can probably be, be referred to partially in this chapter as well, um, spoke of communion with God, and the worshiper shared the meat with his family and with the priest. They had a joyful meal as they celebrated the goodness of the Lord. While worship is certainly a serious thing, it need not be a grim and somber. Um, true, worship not, or true worship not only draws believers closer to God, but it also draws God's people closer to each other. Um, the tabernacle was, so it, it kind of goes on. So I mean, in the offerings and sacrifices um, that God requires in Leviticus, some of them actually refers to rejoicing and celebrating with other believers, and, and that being an, an offering or a sacrifice to God. So, fellow regulative principalers and people more RPW than me, you have to stop with the frozen chosen stuff, okay? you You can't just be like, Praise the Lord and sound like the, the dude from the Chevy truck commercials in your monotone voice. Like rejoicing is what people do at sporting events. <laughs> okay. Rejoicing sometimes is not what you are doing in the community of believers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you are a regulative principaler, then regular rejoicing needs to be part of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we are thus say it the Lord. And we are not, a, whether you're an RPG or RPW or a normative or uh, what was it, some of the other ones? <laughs> That's it, really. Okay. Um, Rocket propelled grenade worshiper. Got it. Uh, regulative principle. Role playing worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no matter where you fit in that, um, I mean, obviously, some of those things. Um, you can definitely be discussion where, which is it, if it's not, well, well, you know, all the, all the little definitions yeah, that yeah, he had don't, for don't those. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, that was... But, a, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is is we are not given permission to pick and choose our religion and what we do in our religion. Um, as Christians, as believers, God sets down statues, commands that we need to follow. Um, and really, many times throughout Deuteronomy, we, we've seen it, we've seen him say, for your good, so you live long in the land. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the very things that, that we're, we have to do or we're supposed to do to follow God really is actually for our benefit, um, for the benefit of society, for the benefit of our worship. Um, and yes, sometimes it is counterculture, but, but actually when you really look at it, most of the time, and not most of the time, but all the time, it is better than what our world and culture has to offer. Yeah. Um, but there's a second thing to that as well. Um, my, my argument was sometimes that people are like, well, I can't believe that I worship a God that asked me to do this or this. If you genuinely believe that Jesus died for you, then would you not be willing to do anything for someone that, that has saved your life? Um, and, and there's an aspect of by following God's commands, and I think he even says it many times in the New Testament, if you obey my commands, you love me. That's our ability to be able to show God that we love him is through our desire um, to, to follow his commands um, to, to, and to obey. 
Um, so it's kind of one of those that, that we don't have a pick and choose um, Christianity, or well, we don't have a pick and choose. He just pulled the book back out I of his a, pocket. Got a great quote. Um, um, we don't have a pick and choose religion. Um, God gives us a way that that might be counterculture, um, but might be a better way of living. And and the Canaanites that they just destroyed all of their things from got to worship and do what they wanted. We don't, but. I think it it shows a better way of living. Um, and I mean, everyone else feared the other gods and and, and we're called to rejoice together, you know and, and that's that's an aspect of worship because God has blessed us. Do, what do you have from your pocketbook? Well, it, it kind of goes along with what you're saying, but it's a quote from JC uh, John Kelvin, the, not, not the JC, but the little JC. Um, basically discussing like how we're to conduct ourselves as Christians. Um, he says, God has manifested himself as father to us. If we do not manifest ourselves as sons to him in turn, we prove ourselves to be extremely ungrateful. So, Repeat that again. Uh, I just throw uh. <laughs> uh, God has manifested himself as father to us. If So first of all, Going with what is said here, he's manifested himself as father to us. A, a father figure, yeah, carries baggage in this day and age with fatherless households and stuff like that. But father, think loving, caring, providing over you. If we do not manifest ourselves as sons to him in turn, so if we're not saying we're his kids, we prove ourselves to be extremely ungrateful. Mm. So if we're... Say if God has revealed Himself to us in who He is, and we are not to reveal or not to uh, in turn uh, be shaped and molded into His children to follow His statutes, His commands, to worship Him the way He is desiring to be worshipped, so on and so forth. Then what we're just proving is that we're selfish and ungrateful. Hmm. We're not really we're not really in it for sanctification we're not really in it for his glory we're really in it for our what do we get out of it Mm -hmm. so when you're saying earlier people say well i couldn't worship a god that does x well that's because you're your own god Mm -hmm. you've decided what the moral standards are and what the statutes and how the worship is going to go and you've said this is what i plan to do Mm -hmm. without regard to what god is actually like and what he's actually doing absolutely i I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago and and here's kind of what i wrote and i think i read it in, in a an earlier podcast but but to me, it really hit home. It says, and this is just my thought process, so, so no one important wrote this. Um, it says, obedience. Isn't that, in my, my thought process, isn't that the heart of a loving parent? Obedience, not, not for submissive purposes, but because you want the best life possible for your kids. What parent wants to see their kids get hurt? Isn't that the heart of God? Following God's commands gets a bad rap in our society. The crazy part is that they are they are our expression of love to God, but also are there for our own good. In Deuteronomy, they are seen as wise and a benefit to a healthy, productive society. When you really look at them in action, that is such a true statement. Really, this is the heart of a parent, setting boundaries and rules so your kids will live good and productive lives. Also, through that obedience, we know that our kids love and trust us when they obey. It's pretty cool that God would play the role of a loving parent or a loving father. Um, That's coming in your forthcoming book. Which is one page long, and when I say one page, (laughs) double space, fonts 20. (laughs) 
Um, and, and that was just my thought process. And and uh, I got to be careful right now with with where I put this context. Um, but I had a conversation with. We only have a couple hundred listeners. <laughs> going. Okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I had a conversation with with um, a parent this week um, re- regarding. Um, the, the choices that, that they were making and, and how it is that they were, they were parenting. Um, and um, I probably shouldn't finish. So I'm going to end the story here. Um, I, sorry, I'm just debating on, on whether it's, it's wise to go ahead and tell the story. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, where I will go with, with it is um, I think sometimes there's... We need to... Yeah, I'm going to stop. <laughs> sorry. Um, but anyway, I, I've seen it lived out this week. I'm keeping that 15 seconds in there. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Your um, awkwardness on display for <laughs> No, it's one of those that, that um, being the context of, of, of a few different positions that I'm in, um, I'm just trying to think of the wisdom on, on what I say. No, I got you. I got you. Um, fine. But, but what, I will, what I will say is I've seen many times um, the, a picture of of people who feel loved when they see the boundaries and the discipline that a parent puts through. Mm. And yet I've seen the opposite um, in situations where they don't have those boundaries. They, they don't have that discipline and their life turns out very different. Um, later on, they go back to the situation and they see, say, you know, I wish I would have had those boundaries. Um, and I've even had people say that, um, they don't know if their parent loves them um, because those boundaries weren't there and because of the situations that they found themselves in. So I think that it's very powerful that we that we understand, first of all, the discipline and the commands and the boundaries that are set put there by God. Um, and they're there and for our benefit. Absolutely. And absolutely. they're there for gosh, like yeah, I'll leave it that because I almost said like your best life. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. so anyway, so sorry about that that awkwardness, but no, that's all right. um, I, I I work with I work with kids and teenagers all the time, um, so I at least put that into context of and parents, um, and and so just uh, as I say that I've I've seen it many times where where that discipline that 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 love of a parent can be a very good thing, mm-hmm. but it can also be very detrimental if those boundaries and that discipline isn't there. Um, and so there's definitely a loving factor that comes behind, excuse me, that, that, that comes with um, boundaries, commands, um, and obedience. God being a perfect loving father puts perfect commands in place. And as parents, sometimes we get oddball mm-hmm. stuff, but that's part of our our nature. But we need to recognize that there's grace for mm-hmm. us as parents um, and hope that that grace comes from our kids when we goof up, mm-hmm. um, and on and on. Yeah. But yeah, there's definitely, gosh, we could do probably really, we should either that YouTube thing or some kind of excess podcast where we talk about like our, our parenting tips and our parenting follies. I know <laughs> we need to. Dude, I got that. Dude, I have done so much filming on that camera. We've got, I got to order like a new tripod because I broke my traveling. What'd you do? Like, how'd you it, break it? I went to remove the camera and the shoe that it was hooked into had a spring. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the spring just shot out of it. Oh, no. And I can't find out how to get it back in. Okay. And it, like 
the, it won't hold it up now. Like the spring was putting tension to keep it still, so now it just falls uh, wherever the weight is. But they're they're not expensive. I'll take a look at grabbing one, and we can do some. Well, now that it's starting to be sunny again, we can. Yeah, we, we actually, actually legitimately yeah. have light, and because I guess we're, we're we're going we're leaving winter. Yeah, I think. By the time they hear this, we're entering fall. Right. <laughs> and, and so we're entering spring. And I'd just like to say that, that as we're entering spring, actually, it was yesterday. It snowed all day. Yeah. And it's mid-April. Yeah. And when I say mid-April, it's like near the end of mid-April. So I was in San Diego last week. Mm-hmm. When the plane left, there was like two inches of snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. I landed in San Diego. I had the most awesome weather, 70-degree high, like 55 degree low all week. Came back here. We had the same thing. Welcome home. <laughs> and then, and then Saturday, it rained all day. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it w- it's been nasty. Friday, I was trying to figure out. So again, you see that there's a suitcase over there, and I've got stuff moved around. I was trying to figure out where I put my shorts. Oh. And, and so really, Saturday, I was like, "What do I do with all?" My, or Friday, I was like, "What do I do with all my shorts?" And then yesterday, <laughs> I was like. What did I do with my hoodies? <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, Saturday's like you don't need them, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and and again, we're we're near the coming near the end of April, and again, we it snowed like almost all day yesterday. So we're like, what? The but heck it's, spo- is- it's supposed to be like almost seventy tomorrow. Oh, is it? But yeah. The day then, after is like fifty-five. Right. I was like, oh. Girl, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. let's. Okay. I just want to go through one more thing in here. Oh, go for it. Okay. And we're we're hitting up on time here. So okay, fine. You're right. All right. We weren't gonna get all through all the twelve. See, see, I know my stuff. <laughs> well, we did spend ten minutes of stupid at the beginning. <laughs> all right. So at the beginning of the passage, it's get rid of all the falseness in your worship. Get rid of all the fake. Get rid of all the fake gods. Worship me the way I want to be worshipped. Then there's like the rejoice in worship, in the middle. Like, hey, come sacrifice, but rejoice. But then there's this whole thing in here about, and I just had the verse and I just lost it. Ah, okay. I'll go to seven. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your households, in all that you undertake. There is, throughout Scripture, a biblical command to be part of a covenant community. So that's another thing that I find a lot of people, well, my church is when I go to the beach on Sundays and I go for a walk. No, because that's not part of a covenant community. Your church, part of church and what you do is being part of that community that has come together and said, hey, we are going to worship God together. We're going to evangelize together. We're going to live life together. We're going to share the gospel together. We're going to come alongside each other whether it's rejoicing or whether it's through your pain, and we're going to live that life together. And I found that to be just kind of another, it's a, it's a small piece in this section, but it does kind of like round out this, the end of like what we're talking about here. I mean, we obviously go through, uh, what, nine. I got to remember that for the sake of naming this. <laughs> <laughs> but we go through nine, but kind of near the end of this, it, there's this reminder of households, of rejoicing, um, with each other in that covenant community, which we see time and time again in Deuteronomy. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure that we kind of hit that out there. So worship God the way he wants to be worshipped. Don't worship false gods. Don't forget that worship involves rejoicing, and don't forget that worship involves being part of that covenant mm-hmm. community. And we'll find out, we'll look next week um, a little bit more as to what is that covenant community is um, when we continue talking about how God wants us to rejoice with these different households, we hit we hit the don't we hit tithes 
Does he talk about tithes? Um, next? No, we talk about sacrifices and offerings. Uh, I um, there's a little section on. Is there? Yeah. Then I may have missed that. Um, now you might have. You might be able to oh, go there. Tithes and contributions that you present. Oh, okay. So it's not that. It, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit about offerings. That'll be fun. But but we're talking temple. But I like getting people like money and sacrifice. Okay. What's that mean? Getting rid of stuff in your life. Well, I don't think Come we're on. talking about that here. We're <laughs> talking about temple worship and not drinking blood. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why it's good. So too. it's a lot about it's about oh yeah, it's like about eating meat, pouring the blood out on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So next week we're gonna learn about Dude, eating meat. I kind of want to hit some Leviticus. It's. I was gonna say, well, technically, like this part of Deuteronomy is is just pulling well, stuff so out of when, Leviticus. When they talk about like spraying the blood here, it's like there's blood everywhere. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spraying the blood, spray the blood, sprinkle the blood. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, could you imagine, like, hey, you're the priest and you're supposed to dip this in blood? It's like ah. And what, when you were 13, that's when you're allowed to start going to temple, right? Or going to worship? Uh, is that the age they put? Isn't that the time when you're, when you're an adult and you can start going? I don't remember. I don't know. We're going to have to look into that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of blood for your first. I guess that would change what a rated well, R movie would be. And I've been, I've been in a situation where I've been around a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a smell. And it's not good. I would, I, I I come close to passing out when they see a needle to give me a shot. Yep. You have tattoos. I didn't say, well, you, and you were there for at least, what, one of them, right? Yeah, the cross. Yeah, the one where I like almost passed out. Did oh, wait, that was all of them. <laughs> you almost passed out? I thought we were all like tired because that was like the through the night session. Yeah. I think almost Here all of them. Here goes the rest of our listeners. Hey, I, I have like a ton of tattoos. Mm-hmm. And you've that got, was, what, three? I got three. Yeah, and Sarah, Sarah. So my I've wife, got three on this section of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah, actually, that night, she was like the only one that she was like the one that took it better than anybody. Not me. I don't know. You sure? Yeah, dude. It was all okay. mine. Was all bicep work. Bicep okay. work don't hurt. Well, you yours was too. Yeah. What do I got? I'm just here? a baby. One, yeah, you got a two, ton. Three, four, five, six. I got six on this arm. Mm-hmm. I got two on this arm and one on my leg. Okay, and and why why the little Cinderella thing on your arm? Really? I don't know. He's got a picture of Cinderella. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I got no Cinderella. You got Disney princesses all over your arm. That's Elsa, man. Get it right. <laughs> it reminds me to let it go. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> with that. Um, yeah. Good thing it's a podcast and you can't really see what his arm looks like. So believe me. <laughs> I I we should get a Patreon account to mm-hmm. get me more tattoos. Well, wait. If you get some, I get some, right? Yeah, sure. What, are you? Would you ever get more? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm just broke. <laughs> Dude, that's what I ask for for gifts. Dude, like I, uh, I ask for like Christmas and my birthday. Almost all my gifts are tattoos. Oh okay. Like I might get a little small something here or there, but it's almost all ink. Okay. Or if I get like extra like. An unexpected windfall. I usually go get something done. Okay. I could, okay. yeah. Yeah. My tattoo artist knows me. Oh, wow. This is cool. I'm like, I got, I'm known by my tattoo artist. <laughs> like, Don, what's up? Yeah. Hey, what's up? What are you getting now? Uh, getting the new Disney princess. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to need to get, you know, Olaf in on this one too. That's fair. So, uh, what do you think? He's like, well, the colors we used last time, these would, this would really stand out. And I'm like, okay. you remember the colors we wow, used last I'm time? Wow, I'm impressed. Right. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm impressed. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. If, if you thought that this is where everyone's, like, tuning out. Um, if you thought the bicep and, like, shoulder areas hurt, dude, in here, 
Uh, that was the worst pain and the worst healing I've ever gone through. Really? Yeah. Because the day or two after, it's still super sore. So you're like trying to like clean and put lotion oh. on it. And every time you put soap and water on it, it's like your skin will like, you know, mm-hmm. like tighten or loosen. And it just, it hurts so uh. bad. That was some of the... And I've I've still got like if you saw I like down here in the bottom, I still have room to go, okay. and I was gonna I was gonna half sleeve that so Ooh. I'm like oh that's gonna hey, good luck on that one it, and that might just be colors it might just be like you know just fill the in stuff okay. yeah so I'm like uh, that could just be a big oh uh, that's like of, a lot of coloring so does it hurt while it's being done or just afterwards oh yeah okay. oh yeah under there underarm in inner bicep area is absolutely now I had my tricep done. And it was fine the first time, but then when they put the black in to fill mm-hmm. in, because I had that shield back there, mm-hmm. when they put the black in, that was awful. Oh. That was that. I mean, that's just ripping you up. But hey, we can. Okay. Hey, anyway, we'll uh, continue this conversation off the air. Yeah. If um, you have tattoos, email us. <laughs> if you don't have tattoos, I'm not going to say get one, but you know, get one. D- don't hate. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, and if you're going to quote Leviticus at me, I want a picture of your curly hair tassels on the four corners of your face and I want to see you wearing non-poly cotton blend. I got curly hair. Yeah, but you shaved your beard. Oh, that's true. So, you know. <sighs> but yeah, so music's playing. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, remember, worship God. Worship Him how He wants to be worshipped. Don't forget to rejoice and have a lot of fun while doing it in your covenant community of faith. Wrapped it up. Wow. Not dro- don't drop the mic. That might no, we can't. Pay for it. Can't yeah, another one. Yeah, because we got to get some tubes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later. Bye. Guys.